Welcome to Psychedelicast. Hosted by Clinton Cayley, this show is an interview-based podcast focused on offering listeners in-depth information concerning plant medicines, entheogens, and all subjects tangential to psychedelia. Join us in prying open the third eye. Ladies and gentlemen, citizens of intergalactic hyperspace, welcome to Psychedelicast. As always, I am Clinton Cayley, your host. Thank you for spending this short period of time today. We have a No Trip Sitter episode. This is going to be Psychedelicast episode number 12. No Trip Sitter today. This episode is going to be entitled No More Us. Um, Before we get into the reading and a little bit deeper breakdown explanation of it, let's do what we normally do, a little bit of house. Uh, keeping a little bit of psychedelic review and then we'll get into the reading thanks for being here guys if yourself or someone else that you know has any project podcast business product or service that they'd like to promote via psychedelicast please reach out to us at our social media taglines. Those are at Psychedelicast on Facebook and Instagram. Or you can email me directly at clintonkaylee at gmail.com. We can discuss promotional packages. We can discuss podcast ad sharing, things like that. Please reach out to me. We are interested in looking for promotions for the show. Thank you. Once again, guys, I appreciate you being here for a No Trip Sitter episode. Um, I would like to uh, apologize once again for the missing of the episode a couple weeks back. Uh, like I was said in the in the episode prior to this one, it's been a rough couple weeks for me. We're going to get into more detail about that uh, in this episode. That's kind of what the uh, No Trip Sitter episode is about today. And uh, I'll go into that in a little more detail with you. Before we get into our reading and into our explanation, though, let's talk a little bit about social media and how you can support the show. If you're digging what you hear here, follow us on the social medias, Facebook and Instagram, at Psychedelicast. Share the page with your friends. We post a lot of cool stuff. We try to stay involved in the community. We try to support other artists and projects in the community. Um, And we would really appreciate it if you wouldn't mind tapping that subscribe button on whatever you're catching pods uh, podcasts on. That greatly helps the show's reach. We would like it if you would submit a review, five stars or no stars or uh, 99 stars or however many stars are available. Do that for me um, and share the show around the community. Um, We love you guys for doing that for us. Let's do our psychedelic review. For today's psychedelic review, we're actually going to do our third review on a piece of film media. This is not planned, and actually next week I'm going to make it, or pardon me, on the next No Trip Sitter episode, I'm going to make it a point to not review a piece of film media. This also happens to be a follow-up, the second follow-up to our psychedelic news story. Uh, Last week we discussed the Netflix documentary uh, Have a Good Trip, which is out now on Netflix. You can stream it there. I did stream and watch the documentary there on Netflix, and I'm going to tell you briefly what I thought about it before we get into the meat of our episode. Have a Good Trip, Adventures in Psychedelics is a documentary featuring comedic tripping stories from A-list actors, comedians, and musicians. 
Star-studded reenactments and trippy animations bring their surreal hallucinations to life. Mixing comedy with a thorough investigation of psychedelics, Have a Good Trip explores the pros, cons, science, history, future, pop cultural impact, and cosmic possibilities of hallucinogens. Now, I myself have just finished watching this uh, probably two days ago. Um, this is going to also be our first review that is not stellar. Uh, I loved the Color Out of Space uh, film. I loved the Midnight Gospel series on Netflix. Um, I did not love Have a Good Trip. Uh, I'm going to briefly explain to you what I thought about it and why. Now, while it's true that the, that the documentary was packed with a star-studded cast, funny anecdotes, um, quirky trip stories from some of our famous, uh, of our most favorite actors, um, I found it to be very introductory and very shallow in a sense that someone such as myself and possibly listeners of this podcast would find it a bit... Uh, what's the good? What's a good word? Elementary in the sense of the true psychedelic experience. Um, it's quirky. It's fun. Uh, it's interesting to see some of your favorite actors tell their tales of of tripping and whatnot. But as far as good scientific research and gen- truly delving deep into the psychedelic experience and all that it has to offer, I found it quite lacking in those areas. Um, that's not to say that it wasn't an enjoyable watch. Um, for those of you who may be in that introductory phase or in the introductory stage to the psychedelic experience and psychedelic culture, this would be an excellent watch for you. Um, but for someone who's a little more versed and advanced in the in the uh, culture and psychedelic ways, um, I think you'd probably come to a similar conclusion to me. So for this piece of psychedelic review, we are going to offer we're going to offer a review of. 40 milligrams of pure DMT out of a possible 100 milligrams of DMT. So that's 4 out of 10. Didn't really hit home for me. Um, Some of our more uh, fresh listeners to this culture and society may enjoy it more and gain more out of it. And like I said, it is cool to hear famous actors discuss their mishaps and misadventures in the realms of psychedelia. Let's go ahead and get into our reading. No more us. The conclusion of my recent long-term relationship has been my most astonishing psychedelic experience yet. I would endure a thousand hellscape nightmare trips if I could somehow fix this. It's so surreal. Everything you thought you knew about the future is wrong. Your entire sense of reality is shaken to its foundation. Who am I without her? I am simultaneously lost and found. I am, at times, awash in a sea of loneliness and rumination on the past. I am, at times, overwhelmingly at peace and acceptance. It isn't a far reach to compare this experience to a high-dose spiritual encounter on a longer timeline. I am constantly grateful to have followed this path in moments like these. This is another of life's great teachers. The death of a loved one, the mind-bending intensity of witnessing your own concept of yourself rendered limb from limb, the end of a long, happy relationship. They are interconnected, varying degrees of tragedy to endure and learn from. The flurry of emotions assails and changes by the minute, 
The gravity of the situation is almost crippling at times. No more walking Tucker in the park, hand in hand. No more home-cooked meals that could have been better. No more long, inebriated discussions on the nature of God and the universe as the sun sets, casting shadows across the porch. No more try again. The future that I had believed in, that I had planned and worked toward, instantaneously evaporated before my very eyes. No more us. No hallucinogen alkaloid known to man can so drastically and irreversibly alter a life. Yet I remain, and life goes on. There are still joys to revel in. There are still lives to touch and be touched by. There are still mysteries beyond belief to be discovered and realms fantastic to explore. And there is still love. Love and forgiveness for myself and for all. I have trained for this on the other side, and those lessons aid me now. So I guess it goes without saying that that's just a minute portion of my thoughts, emotions, and feelings uh, centering around this recent upending of my life. Um, my partner of roughly three and a half years decided that um, at the end of our latest apartment lease um, that it was time for us to go our separate ways. So she went home. Um, we have been planning for quite some time to move together to a new uh, domicile and continue work on the bus that we have been planning for well over a year to uh, convert into a tiny home and then to move into that bus for the time uh, for a period of time after that in order to save money and to uh, you know minimize our living expenses and costs and minimize our minimalize our living style um, this is something that I've always been attracted to she seemed to be on board um, this is not what brought on the ending of our relationship. However, this may have played a factor. I'm unsure of that at this point. It seems likely that it did. Um, you know, I thought that we were doing better than she thought that we were doing, apparently. Um, we all have problems, and I'm no different, and our relationship is no different from any other relationship. We have struggles, we have battles, we have fights, we have things that we dis disagree on. Uh, I, th I personally felt that we were uh, working toward overcoming those things, um, but she apparently did not feel the same way. Um, and she said a lot of things to me that were hurtful to me, but a lot of them were very real as well. And uh, a lot of them are things that I already am aware of in myself and things that I battle on a daily basis um, and that I'm trying to come to an understanding of and I'm trying to release from me. A lot of things that I don't like about myself that I wish it were so easy to say I don't like this about myself and just be done with it. Um, it's oftentimes more simple to see those things in hindsight than it is in the moment when they're actually taking place. Um, I'm sure most of you or some of you at least can relate to that sentiment. Um, and so it's painful, you know, uh, to hurt someone that you love so much. Uh, it's very painful to know that you had a 
great responsibility in the demise of your relationship with the great love of your life. The, she is has been the great love of my life until this point. And so, yes, it's very painful and difficult to um, accept that that level of responsibility within myself. Now, am I the only responsible party in the dissolution of this relationship? No. We both have our faults. We both have our weaknesses. We both have our areas that we struggle in and that we could do better in. Um, according to her, the greater responsibility falls on myself. Uh, I have difficulty... Um, grasping or have difficulty mitigating the the, the levels of responsibility there um, because like most people I often believe that I am correct in arguments and you know she's a very headstrong woman as well she believes that she's correct um, but she sees things in me that I guess scare her for our future or frighten her or make her you know hesitant to spend the rest of her life with me. Um, I bought her a ring late last year. I intended to propose to her during our vacation in January. I didn't get up, basically I didn't get my nut up to ask her parents. Her parents are very old school, traditional, and uh, to be honest with you, I was concerned that they would flat out tell me, no, we do not give you our blessing to marry our daughter. Um, in fact, I'm fairly certain that would have happened um so i never did and i still have the ring now and i'm not sure what to do with it um and i'll figure out i'll figure that out but i say that just as a kind of motif for where i'm at right now um it's confusing it's um everything that you thought your life was going to be like you know you build your you build your life around your relationship with these people especially in that long of a relationship because you just can't picture your life without them. They influence every decision you make, every plan that you devise. Um, so now I'm left with these pieces of my future that have been broken apart. Um, oftentimes, as I said, as I stated in the, in the reading, the anecdote uh, previously, I feel very at peace about this. I understand that everything happens the way that it's supposed to happen. I know that. I know that's the way the world works. And I know that this is another stepping stone or another uh, opportunity to learn and grow and that I need to capitalize on that right now. But that doesn't... The understanding of... The, the grasping of that concept does not nullify... Uh, the pain and the loneliness and the heartbreak, you know, it's, I've never, I've had my heart broken before, but this is a, a heartbreak that is deep um, because it wasn't a, you know, it wasn't a dramatic, violent end to the relationship. It was very amicable, but it's almost like I, I'm in shock because I can't believe that our relationship has what I consider to be a fruitful, happy, successful relationship, um, notwithstanding our our issues and our personal problems, um, I'm just in shock that it ended over what I <clears throat> am struggling to see as 
um, very important issues. How can I say this better? I am struggling to see what she sees as a problem. And you know, that's a problem in and of itself. And that's a problem in communication. Um, I personally thought that our communication was strengthening, especially after ayahuasca. I felt that I was opening up more. Um, you know, it's just, it, it's a disagreement between two people. It's, um, it's two people not seeing eye to eye. And maybe the only way that I can look at it is that she's right and that everything that she said to me is true and that I do need to work on those aspects of my personality. And I've known that. Um, so I'm kind of getting lost here. Um, I wrote the piece to be kind of in comparison of this experience in life to the psychedelic experience because it is um it's very reality shaking it's very confusing at times it's you know if you've ever been through a, a serious relationship and um then you you can kind of remember or understand what i'm talking about although it's hard to conceptualize it when you're not actually experiencing it in the moment um, but it, it is, it is very akin to the psychedelic experience in that it alters everything you've known for so long because all of the things that you thought about the future are now null and void because everything that you plan for the future involved that person. So I am working to redefine what my future is going to look like at this point. I want to take some time to work on myself and my own personal issues. Um, and I would really like to not revert to previous negative or harmful behaviors that I have during uh, breakups in the past. Um, I really want to take this time to be in relative solitude and to to sit with this uh, pain and to sit with this uh, discomfort and to learn from it because generally in the past I would have utilized substance or um, meaningless relationships to bandage my wounds, um, but through my recent, more intense psychedelic experiences, I've come to the realization that this is a teaching moment and a learning moment for me and that I need to do my best to capitalize on it. Um, and that's sometimes easier said than done because the easiest thing to do is to pick up that old brown bottle, to call up that toxic... Uh, X that may be in our lives or to, you know, any number of things that we do to comfort ourselves in times of difficulty. Um, those are, that's the easy way out. But I do see this as an opportunity for growth and change and progression. Um, I don't know what the future holds as far as that relationship goes. Right now, I don't think that there is any future for that relationship, unfortunately. Um, maybe we can... 
I don't know. That's a road I can't go down right now. You know, I have to do, um, I have to spend some time with myself and ruminating on the future and hoping and trying to alter what happens to suit what I want is probably not the best idea right now. So um, I really appreciate you guys for listening to this episode um, and allowing me to vent and allowing this to be my outlet. These No Trip Sitter episodes are quite often uh, a main source of creative outlet for me, an emotional outlet. And uh, I appreciate you guys listening to these episodes. I get pretty good responses on these episodes thus far. We'll see how this one goes because it's pretty downer. I get that. Um, and I don't want to rain on your guys' parade. I want you to be happy, healthy, vibrant, successful. And you know, I still am all those things. Although I am in a, I'm experiencing a moment of pain and difficulty and struggle here. Um, I love my life. I uh, feel that the relationship ended as well as it could have. Uh, I feel that I have behaved better in this conclusion of the relationship that I have in past relationships, so I'm proud of that. Um, But it's hard, you know, day to day, minute to minute, it's hard. Things, you know, things remind me of our time together, all the, everything does. Songs, movies, fucking, you know, any, I miss my dog, you know. I'm our dog, her dog. I gave her the dog and I could never take it away from her because she loves that dog so much. But I miss him. I miss my life. I miss my little family that that I was working on and that I thought was going to be uh, the future for me. I miss those things. And it's difficult to surrender to this uh, experience. But I'm trying and I think I'm doing pretty well at it given the circumstances, Um, but it is very difficult, and uh, I appreciate you guys for being there for me and with me and sending sending me your love and your good vibrations and, you know, just for supporting me in this and allowing me to to, uh, express my thoughts and feelings here on this show, so I really, really appreciate that. Um, I may have further no trip sitter episodes that go into this vein. You know, I don't foresee myself kind of, I I don't think the point here is to climb out of this as quickly as possible. Um, you know, my life is not decimated. It's just been dramatically altered. I still have a good job. I still have a family that loves me very much. I have great support systems. I have my projects to work on. Um, And although many, many things have changed due to this uh, recent uh, major life event in my eyes, um, you know, I'm still a happy person and I still enjoy my life every day. I have moments of great sadness Uh, for myself, for my lost relationship, and for all that it entails. I also have moments of uh, profound peace and acceptance and understanding that this is what needs to be right now. Um, And so it's going to be a while, you know. It's going to take a while to balance out. 
And you know, that's not my, my goal is not to rush to balance out to get over this. I know, like I said earlier, that this is a big teaching moment. This is a big moment in my life. And I have the opportunity to either make mistakes and fall into old habits and revert to the pacification of my feelings, or I can lean into this difficulty, spend time with it, learn about myself through it, and attempt to make progress in my own life through this teaching mechanism. And I'm going to do my best to follow the latter path and to be with this pain and to be with this hurt and to um, learn about myself through it. Because quite oftentimes that's what we undergo in the psychedelic experience is um, moments or moments in our life that were painful, traumas, past um, suffering will be brought to the surface in these psychedelic experiences. And in that moment, you don't have the option to escape from it. You're kind of goaded or sometimes literally forced to sit with those emotions and feelings and have them out. Um, and in this way, I'm given the option. I can attempt to nullify or numb my pain through the use of um, unhealthy coping mechanisms. And I'm going to do my best to avoid that, although I do falter in those areas, and I have faltered in those areas. Um, but I'm going to do the best that I can in this situation, and I feel proud of myself for what I have, uh, for the way I've behaved thus far, although not perfect. I feel that I've done considerably better in comparison to past scenarios that were similar. And with that being said, we'll end the discussion on this reading. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I know it's not the happiest and most, uh, you know, kind of cerebral, mind-bending piece that I've ever written, but it's very honest and it's very uh, raw for me, especially right now. So let's do our quote. Let's sign off, and we'll see you guys next week for a <clears throat> pardon me. <clears throat> excuse me guys for an interview with joe moore of psychedelics today yes that's correct joe the joe moore of the psychedelics today so super excited to bring you guys that episode next week let's do our quote we'll leave you with this a quote from miss kirsten miller author of the eternal ones this is from her book eternal ones number one all the most powerful emotions come from chaos. Fear, anger, love, especially love. Love is chaos itself. Think about it. Love makes no sense. It shakes you up and spins you around, and then, eventually, it falls apart. We appreciate you for joining us once again, Psychedelicasters, and thank you so much for spending time with us in attempting to pry open the third eye. Good night. Oh.